Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, here we go. It's hour two. We're live in Los Angeles. It's The Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. We're going to have in about six minutes a member of the 49ers, one of my favorite guys ever, uh, Logan Ryan. Yesterday, I think, was um, his sixth conference championship game. He is San Francisco after Thanksgiving, J-Mac. Hufunga got hurt, and they're like, we got to get a veteran in here, and that guy can figure out a playbook in about 15 minutes. And... I mean, it's a perfect marriage. Smart veteran dude who can help the younger guys. Niners need some institutional knowledge, big game knowledge. So Logan Ryan's going to join us um, in about uh, five or six minutes. What a time. I'm sitting there watching these games yesterday, and I'm like, how lucky am I? I watch football. We watch football. And we're both getting in on the ground floor for Brock Purdy, who goes to the conference championship game as a rookie and is now in the Super Bowl in his second year. Not a bad start to his career. Here we go. We do it every Monday. Colin right, Colin wrong. As always, there's plenty of both. Where Colin was right? Listen, I've said this, Kyle Shanahan. I've been on the Kyle Shanahan bandwagon for years. Four NFC championships, two Super Bowls in five years. People say, well, he doesn't have a trophy. Folks, either's Dan Marino, either's Charles Barkley. Come on, it can't all be about trophies. You have to contextualize it. He's never had what we would consider an A-list quarterback. He runs circles schematically around about 80% of this league. I will forever be all in on his dad, who should be in the Hall of Fame, and his son, Kyle Shanahan. Where Colin was wrong. What was that from the Ravens? I don't understand what I watched. The number one run team in the league had only six running back carries. Baltimore only ran it 16 times all day. They led the NFL in rush attempts and rush yards. I've never seen a team not just bail in the second half, move off their identity completely from the opening drive. I was wrong, and I'm not even sure what I watched. 
where Colin was right. I said if Debo plays, San Francisco will win close. But I need 25, 35, 40 snaps from Debo, and sure enough, he led San Francisco with eight catches. He is a very unique chess piece. There's nobody else like him in the league. He's part receiver, part running back, could probably play tight end. A screen to Debo is like a beer ad in a football telecast. You know it's coming, baby. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. Where Colin was wrong. I was pessimistic about Kansas City all season. I didn't sell all my stock. GM, coach, quarterback, Travis Kelsey. But the last two games, it's been virtually flawless. I felt like this was a transition year in between dynasties. Patriots had some of those, right? You kind of transition, the quarterback makes more, the salary cap changes. Instead, I got a flawless masterpiece against Kansas City. 22 first downs, no drop passes. From the team that led the NFL in drops, no drop passes in 37 and a half minutes of time of possession. It was a masterpiece. Where Colin was right, the Chargers needed specifically to hire Jim Harbaugh. I said, I love Mike Vrabel, but even he would feel wrong and small for this job. The Chargers are getting lost in a very distracted, frenetic sports town, Los Angeles. They need relevance and they need a culture change. They need physicality. Harbaugh wins everywhere and it's not just that he wins, it's how he wins. It's the perfect quarterback. No nonsense, tough, physical, power arm Justin Herbert, and it's the perfect coach for this franchise at the perfect time, and we said it the minute he won the natty. Go hire Harbaugh. There is no second choice. Where Colin was wrong. Listen, I, I think Brock Purdy's fine, but I always felt he had a clear ceiling, but I have to be fair. I thought his mobility in the second half yesterday was probably the key factor to win. He is more of a playmaker than I've ever given him credit for. Listen, I still think it's Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Shanahan, Bosa, and Debo's team, but we have to be fair here. He's instinctual. He's a little more athletic than I've ever given him credit for, and he now has four career game-winning drives, and three of those four in the playoffs. Let's be fair, he's a playmaker. Where Colin was right? I told you Bill Belichick is not a one or a two candidate right now. He's not. He doesn't collaborate. I thought his last two or three New England staffs were weak. Sometimes he comes off as sort of rigid, old and rich. And that's okay, I'm not an ageist. Andy Reid's older, but he coaches like Sean McVay. But I said, I don't consider him in Harbaugh's class. I don't consider him now in Vrabel's class. And if he is reluctant to give up personnel, you can't hire him. Their last seven drafts have mostly been abject disasters. Where Colin was right. I've been on this for three years. Offensive head coaches run the league. This Super Bowl, offensive coach Andy Reid against offensive coach Kyle Shanahan. It is the fifth straight Super Bowl without a defensive coach. There is a clear trend in this league due to rule changes. Offensive coaches do a better job rebuilding O-lines, taking quarterback disruptions or mediocrity to another level, and it's Matt LaFleur improving Jordan Love. It's Sean McVay rebuilding the O-line. It's Andy Reid refining and sandpapering Kansas City's receivers. No drops yesterday? 
That's what offensive coaches do. Where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong on a Monday. You know, it, it is, um, you know, we often ask after a conference championship to get a player for a team, but not just any player. In all the years I've been doing this, I love guys that not only play the game, but think the game, and he's humble, so he's, 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 he's not going to admit this, but uh, Logan Ryan's one of my favorite guys. This is his sixth conference championship. The Niners picked him off later in the season. The last time we were on, I said to you, somebody's got to pick you up. It's got to be the right. So the day the Niners call you, let's go back to that day, Logan. I think it's a perfect marriage, right? Because they need you to be good immediately. They need you to figure out the playbook. This is a veteran team with a lot of dudes. Go back to the day they called. Well, man, appreciate it, Colin. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's actually a funny story. Um, the Niners called me when I was boarding a Disney cruise <laughs> with my family. It was my first Thanksgiving I haven't been playing football since I was six years old. Thanksgiving is ruled by football. So there's very little family traditions for me. I'm usually working, practicing on the road, or having a game. And so me not being on a team, I told the wife, let's do something different. Let's go on a cruise. Let's get away, figure out what our traditions are going to be as a family post-football. And as I'm boarding the Disney cruise ship, John Lynch calls me. And I said, John, I need a week because I can't get off this cruise. My wife's going to kill me. So the Niners gave me a week. I started running on that Disney treadmill every morning. They didn't consume as many beverages and ice creams as I would have. And uh, I, I joined the team a week or two after a Disney cruise and played in a game uh, immediately. So uh, it, it's quite a funny story. And John told me after the game last night, I'm glad uh, – I'm glad uh, we called you before that cruise took off because you were going to have connection. <laughs> I got to ask you, um, it is an interesting team. I, I said all week that I thought Detroit was a younger version of you. Left tackle, great running back, star tight end, weapons, edge rusher. They're just kids. You're a veteran team. Being in San Francisco yeah. all your years in the NFL over a decade, talk about the personality, the intelligence, and just the institutional knowledge this roster has. Yeah, well, you know, everyone asks me a lot of times, you know, coming from the Patriot dynasty and winning two Super Bowls, you know, what's it like? What's it feel like? What's the team like? The moment I walked into the 49ers facility, I said, this is a Super Bowl team. This is what a Super Bowl team looks like. This is what it feels like. This is what it trains like. The day I came in was a Tuesday. That's a typical off day in the NFL. I came in and did a trial on a Tuesday. Brock Purdy was in the building on Tuesday. Fred Warner was lifting. Dre Greenlaw was lifting. Bosa was in there. Bosa lifts every single day after practice. And I saw about 90% of the starters in there on a Tuesday getting treatment or working out. I'm like, yeah, that's different. That's what I do on Tuesday. Right. So I think Detroit's toughness comes from the head coach, and he drafts players, and he instills that into the players. Yeah. I think our toughness comes from the players. Trent Williams is tough. Christian McCaffrey is tough. Kittle blocks and catches tough. IU blocks better than any probably receiver in the league as well as run routes. Pretty tough. Fred Warner, Bosa, these guys are tough players. Um, that kind of that's just how we are. That's just how 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 it's wired already. It doesn't have to be taught, it doesn't have to be spoke, it doesn't have to be motivated. You already got that character in there, you know? So those are players that can uh withstand some adversity like these slow starts we've been having in the first half. Take us if you could. We're very lucky to have you. Now you can talk about it. Go to halftime. 
What was the mood in the locker room? Because I said this earlier, you didn't panic. I felt some panic late for Baltimore. You did not panic, and you were down. I mean, that first half, Logan, I'm like, are we going to see a blowout? What's going on here? What was the mood like in the locker room? Yeah, you know, it was kind of – it was, you know, I think I was one of the few players that have experience of being down a lot in a big game, being down twenty to three in a Super Bowl. So I sat there and and um, it it was pretty quiet. It was quiet, and I just kept saying, "This is gonna be the best comeback in in, in this team's history. We're coming back. We just gotta get stops. We gotta stop messing around and just get stops." And Fred spoke a little bit. Bosa was on the ground with a heat pack on his back, and he's like, "Guys, just, just take away his first look, and we're gonna get there in the second half." And we just needed to calm – I don't know if we needed to calm down. I don't know what it was, but we just needed to fight to get stops. And when this defense is able to get stops, our offense is able to normally control the clock and and, and uh, put the game away and, and score. And I think every possession in the second half they scored. So there was no panic. There was no screaming, yelling. There was no pushing. There was no fiery speeches. It just was like, come on, enough's enough. Like – and we, you know, we erased that deficit in one quarter. The yeah. score was tied by the fourth quarter. Yep. So, um, zero panic. The team hasn't been there before. Not that big of a deficit, but it, you, you couldn't tell. There was a lot of belief in that locker room. You know, uh, Logan Ryan joining us. Logan, um, when Detroit decides to go for it instead of kick the field goal. Now, analytics say a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you're shaking your head. So what's your, what did, cause yeah. what did you make of it? That's the wrong call. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't coach, um, but I'm like, why would you do that? You know, because you can go up three scores, or if we stop you, the momentum is already shifting our way. And one thing I learned about these big comebacks is momentum. Every series, you yeah. got one team clock watching and worrying about the lead. You got another team going for it. Now they got momentum. Then a turnover. Then a score. Then a fourth down stop. It just. It's just. It's momentum. And it's a snowballing effect. I think the field goal could have maybe took some momentum away. Yeah. Uh, but they went for it. I mean, they, that's how they got there. That's how Detroit got there. They knew there. They knew that. Um, they got they got in that game by taking chances, and that's how, what they're about and going for it more than any team in fourth down in in the league on fourth down. So yeah. that's their DNA, and they went for it, um, right or wrong. You know, analytics say it's even, but uh, they didn't get it. So um, yeah. thankfully for us. So, um, Brock Purdy, and, and J-Mac says I don't like him. It's not that, but I do think a young quarterback can land in a lot of places. Like C.J. Stroud has a rookie coach, a rookie play caller, an O-line that's beat up, and wins. And I'm like, okay, time out. Yeah. We're watching some – this is juice. We're watching something that's unique. It is di- – I've, I've made the comparison. Brock Purdy sort of stepped into a Mercedes, and they just said, don't drive it into a tree. This is a really nice ride. <laughs> um, but I think in fairness, he's better than that. I think I've been not yeah. complimentary enough. What do you see not only yesterday, Logan, but at practice? What is he? What's fair? Man, he's a consistent – decision maker and we know he's an elite processor because that's what Shanahan wants yeah Shanahan doesn't want quarterbacks going rogue in his system why the system's too good he's had success with almost any and every quarterback and Purdy is a better processor than all of them yeah that's what Jimmy did but Purdy does it better more consistently and what you saw from Purdy and what people don't know and I played against him last year his first game and I was in Tampa He's got this dog in him, man. He's got this dog in him that he does go rogue. When when the play's not there, that's when the wheels start coming out. And you <laughs> see the 
you know, it, you know, he takes that he takes those shots. Even in the Baltimore game when he threw four interceptions, he was still throwing it down the field late in the game. And Shanahan told us, I've had I work with many quarterbacks, and when quarterbacks throw interceptions early in a game, they either go immediately immediately to their checkdown or they start taking sacks cuz they don't want to throw more interceptions. Purdy went in that game and he's still firing. And he no he didn't play great in the first half. A lot of quarterbacks Patrick Mahomes doesn't always play great in the first half. I see Tom Brady not play great in the first half, but they come out firing in that in that second half like and I think Purdy I mean every single drive in the second half if it wasn't there he was getting the first down with his legs. He was making a cra- he was making a throw um you know to 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 move the chains. He was throwing a deep ball to Ayuk. He was um making the right protections and the right checks and, and, and getting the offense into a positive thing. So I think you got to understand he's got to deal with Shanahan who's going to make, you know, put him in position to run the system. But he also has this thing about him that I think Shanahan really likes, and that's to go off script, and he knows when to do it. And I think that's what people don't realize. And that just leads to winning. The kid's a winner. You know, Logan, in a weird way, you face a team. So Detroit, great tight end, big time back, one really excellent receiver, and that's what Kansas—that's yeah. what Kansas City offers. A really good back. One big t- Rasheed Rice has really become a nice player. Um, do you think um, wh- when you just think of Kansas City, you've been in the AFC? If I say here comes Kansas City, what oh, yeah. what do you expect this thing to kind of look like? Because you know, big game Kansas City, big game Niners. We've this is a better offensive team for San Francisco than the last Super Bowl. May not be as stacked defensively, but you can argue it's getting better. What do you expect from Kansas City? I mean, anytime I play Patrick Mahomes in my career, it goes down to the last play. It goes down to the wire. They're never out of it. No lead's ever safe with him. And I don't think any lead's safe with us. And I don't think the Niners had that history of coming back. But I think this team is built um, to play from ahead. I think this team's also built to play from behind now. And, um, you know, for this game to go how we want it to go, we're going to have to control the game up front, and we're going to have to run the ball uh, against them. I think we have a great rushing attack. I think McCaffrey is is the best best back in the league by far. And, um, and we have great run scheme, but I also think we have to stop the run better. I think we have to control the run. Yeah. And then obviously that puts on Mahomes. You know with that, how that's going to go. But if we can control the run, we can control the clock a little bit. And, uh, and and we got to get stops. And I think every time we get stops on defense, we're close to a win because Shanahan and them will figure it out. Listen, 45 million people probably watch that game. And you have done well for yourself. You could leave at any time. When you're in a game like that, is there ever a moment that you sit back, Logan? You've been in now, I think it's six conference championships. Do you ever say yeah. to yourself, you're, you're sitting there thinking, I'm going to miss this. This is just all. This is in. It's like World Cup stuff in our country. Do you yeah. ever? Do you ever soak in the moment at the end of a game like that and realize the country's watching? You know, it's funny as my career is probably winding down here. Don't know how many left. Uh, I don't know how many more conference championships I'm gonna get. Six. Six is pretty awesome. Um, but that one right there. Shout out to Detroit. Those fans traveled. Um, you had a lot of blue in the stands. You had a lot of red in the stands. It was 70 and sunny. You know, I played in some New England where it's like, <laughs> you know, 20 degrees and it's 9 o'clock at night and it's for, you can't even see anyone's face because they got everyone's bundled up, right? I'm not even looking in the stands but because it's so dang cold. But that was this beautiful weather, beautiful grass field, 
America's sport, two great fan bases. It was loud, man. That was one of the loudest games I've ever played in. I think I played in every stadium. Um, it's going to be loud in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl's not that loud. We know that. Um, so that was one of the craziest environments I played in. And, um, you know, and it was this really cool back and forth. And we were down and, you know, we fought back. And it was a great fourth quarter. Um, and, you know, the sun set beautifully. I was, I was honestly taking it all in, taking all those moments. And it was a beautiful environment for football. And I was blessed. I got my kids out there running, you know, in the uh, confetti after the game. And, wow. and they're old enough to appreciate this now and, and have these memories with them. So it all came full circle for me. But yeah, now that was a great environment. Shout out to Detroit. Those fans were awesome. They made it. They made it. No one's packed our stadium like that since I've been here. And Detroit, they showed up. Logan, I owe you a real solid. You're a busy guy. I'm really happy for you. Um, whatever you do with your career, it will be fitting that it ends potentially in a Super Bowl, or you stay in San Francisco and win more football games because that's what they do in the Bay Area. I want to thank you for taking time for us today. You didn't have to, and I always appreciate it. Anytime, man. Appreciate you guys. All right. Logan Ryan, 49ers. We had him on around Thanksgiving, and we, he kept saying, I want to go to a place that's good. I can have an impact. Um, it was really interesting what he talked about halftime. No screaming, no, no yelling. Just, just let's make a stop. Let's make a stop, get our offense the ball. And I thought it was really important. And we, we, saw, some, we saw some teams kind of freaking out yesterday. The Niners never panicked. It's an old team. They just kept, give the ball to Kittle, give it to McCaffrey, give it to Debo. They never lost their identity, and we've seen multiple times in this playoff. Remember Buffalo a couple weeks ago. Why aren't they throwing the ball down the field? Baltimore, why aren't they running? Teams can lose their identity. San Francisco never did. We're down. We're not out. We're going to play physical. We're going to make a stop. God, I get goosebumps thinking about that game yeah. yesterday. Well, I mean, five second half possessions, and I think it was three touchdowns, two field goals for the Niners. And, you and know, it wasn't it, trick plays. It, it was, was a crafty quarterback with some moxie getting in the pocket, escaping Aiden Hutchinson it, and company. It was, it was big. He, he was. It was fun. He moves. Yeah, the defense, by the way, like, listen, <laughs> they got shredded by Gibbs and Montgomery. Like, well, they, they couldn't, they yeah. couldn't stop the outside zone. Well, they run. also lost the best defensive coordinator in the league, D'Amico Ryans. Now Detroit's going to lose the best offensive mm. coordinator in the league. So it is hard when you lose. I mean, there's, there's very little great anything. D'Amico Ryans. I remember two years ago, somebody in the Niners said, that guy just got done playing. He should be a head coach. Yeah. I mean, it, and it doesn't happen. We've seen it a couple times in the NBA where a guy retires and he, he coaches, and it doesn't always go well. So it, it, it's a part of this San Francisco regression is, Steve Wilkes has been around, but D'Amico was the best young defensive coordinator, and now Detroit's going to face that. Go ask Nick Sirianni. When you yeah. lose a Shane Steichen, coordinators matter. It's not just Ben Johnson, though, Colin. The first place schedule, okay? Vikings, and they got a really good okay. young coach. Here Bears come. have the number one pick, and the Packers, you're all in on Jordan Love. Like, division gets tougher. Schedule. If you ask me, do you think the Lions get to the conference championship game next year? I would have to lean absolutely not. Yeah. Like, I think they'll be good. Will they be special? Like nine and eight is good. I don't know. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. 
Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, the Lions went for it. 34% of the time on fourth down this year. Highest rate of any team this century. Isn't that crazy? Now, now, just because they went for it a lot doesn't mean they had uh, the best efficiency. They were middle of the pack in efficiency. But the Lions went for it. This is their vibe. Don't have to love it. But think about that. I just learned that this morning. 34% of the time they went for it in fourth down. No team in 100 years has gone for it as much as Detroit. So that's why, you know, Dan Campbell's like, I don't apologize for it. This is who we are. You know, we play this style of basketball, this style of football, this style of baseball. This is who we are. Live by it, die by it. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. So, so I get that. Hey, that's who we are. But it's one thing to go on fourth and three uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. And it's another to be on the road in the NFC Championship game down three going for well, like, it. I don't think those are the same. That's what Logan Ryan just said. He said, when you miss on a play like that, in that environment Massive. on the road, it has a much greater impact than an Atlanta Thursday night game on Amazon. It's not the same. So that's one thing that, and we both like analytics, it doesn't consider momentum or the stage. I've said this with basketball. I like analytics. But you get to the playoffs, I don't care. It, it, James Harden's a great three-point shooter. He's not a great playoff contributor. Yeah. You need baskets. That's why a guy like Kawhi Leonard is so valuable in the playoffs. He can be because he he's one of the better get-a-bucket, get-a-stop guys. 
that's what I need, not analytics. So baseball, same thing in baseball. In baseball, there's so many games, analytics works. But in the playoffs, you'll 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 pitch Verlander out yeah. of the bullpen, and, and which you would never do in the regular season. Yeah. So it be playoff sports, baseball. Totally. You totally rework your bullpen. You manage differently in the playoffs in baseball. As you should, you're trying because every game has its own momentum, and I, yeah, I just think I can like analytics, but think situationally there's holes in them and, in the postseason. That's the problem with the numbers, guys. They say you know the sun rises and sets with the numbers, and that's when we trust the numbers. Well, you know, and that's the problem. You get into a high leverage spot like that. I, I still cannot get over not kicking a field goal to tie the game. When you go for it, and it just it snowballed from there, Colin. Like, that moment really tr- changed everything. All right, let's get to Brock Purdy, who uh, is getting some accolades from Colin Cowherd, but probably not enough. 17-point uh, comeback. The largest in conference championship game history. Wow. Um, it, it was just an unbelievable run. One of the reporters said that teams that led by uh, 17 were 21-0, and 0, and that changed thanks to Brock Purdy and company. Um, he said nobody was rattled down by double digits. No one was rah-rah. No one was freaking out. It was just, it's football. I feel like there's a lot of experienced guys on this team, veterans that have, you know, been in crazy situations. And, and so everyone's like, all right, we just got to do our job straight up. Like, the offense has to move the ball. We got to put up points, convert on third downs, um, defense, get some stops for us. And that was really about it. And so went out. We all knew what we had to do. Seaton's on the line. We're down 17. So um, I think everybody stepped up. And, and we played really good complimentary team football from there. Two weeks in a row. A lot of character. Well, you don't know something until you know something. We had real doubts about him in big games trailing. And now we don't. Now it's a race. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Love. We don't know what we don't know. He's wildly erratic. Can he settle down? Slow his feet down? Oh, he can. Now we know it. Right. So, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with having... I watched him at Cleveland from behind. I watched him against the Ravens. I saw him before these playoff games, and I thought... He's the last guy picked. He doesn't have a big arm, but we don't know. And then you prove us wrong. That was, I, by the way, that that was a big play. That was to a Kittle. dime to Kittle. Yeah. I listen. My one critique, and everybody's all getting upset at me for saying so many nice things about this kid. Um, Brock Purdy's got to learn how to slide, Colin. I know. Uh, some of those runs, I'm like, dude, get down. If he gets decked, then it's Sam Darnold. Game you know, over. You know, it. the guys that slid very well was Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson because they played baseball. A lo- like Lamar for the first four. Like, remember Justin Herbert's first couple oh, years? Oh, gosh. Clunky. He was going in shoulder first to linebackers. You can't do that. The baseball guys, Kyler and Russell, they know how to slide. Yeah, no, so a, a lot of point. these guys, it's just a problem. I guarantee you, they'll work on that in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. Like, it'll certain. be a thing. Uh, all right, next up, Zay Flowers. Oh, man, young kid. H- had a pretty damn good game. I think five for 115. Oh. This fumble at the goal line. Oh. I mean, dude. Oh. By the way, great punch out by Sneed there. That is a big time Sneed play. Sneed is good. A He's dog. excellent. Um, and then I don't know if we're going to show it the taunting penalty after picking up a massive this, play. This I don't love, but it is an effort play. The taunting was ridiculous. That is now again, seven years in the league, he's not doing that. Some of it's just immaturity. That play, you know, there's the old thing that don't dive headfirst into the end zone, but that's kind of nonsense. Yeah, here's, oh, here, here's the taunting. So wide open makes the play, and this guy's got some moves in the open field, shake and bake, and then Sneed tackles him and holds on, and now, Zay's like, get off me, and then spins the football at his there's head. There's no, Bro, come on. what are you even doing? That's just dumb. Now, but again, he's a kid. He's a rookie. 
That's no. There's no excuse. It's the right now, call. Listen, yeah, Zay Flowers did lose the Ravens the game. No, okay. no, 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 no. no, no, no. That's but not the whole but thing. in these big games, situations do. I will give him a pass on the Sneed fumble because a great Sneed play. made a great play. It's okay for the other guy. They're trying to win too. The I, you know, Bill Belichick always with running backs is don't reach in unless like you know games on the line and you have yeah. to get in. Don't reach in. But Zay's a playmaker, and let's be honest, it looked like he was getting in. It took the play of the day defensively to keep him out. By the way, what does it say about their weapons that they kept force feeding a rookie, a rookie in the biggest moment, and they're well, trailing the entire game? What does it game? say about their coaching that Gus Edwards never got the ball? I know. That's insane. And it was weird because in the second half, I'm like, it's still like 17-7. Just mount one Ravens drive. Yeah. I mean, one thing, if you're down 24-3, okay, we're throwing. It yeah, wasn't I, the case. I, I would like to see the coordinators meet the media after the game. Like, Lamar's got to face the music. I don't know why he was wearing, like, a He-Man outfit. I Monken would meet the- I need. I need to hear from Monken at this point. Like, that, that was a bad game. Let's get to the story everybody cannot stop talking about. T-Swift! Taylor Swift takes the field oh. to celebrate with Kelsey. 50 million oh. cameras around. The flash bulbs popping. Taylor Swift looks very good. Oh, look at that. A little, look at that. A little oh. kissing. Um... So she's performing in Japan the week leading up to the Super Bowl. I don't know if she's going to have the focus while touring. You know, she's got the big Super Bowl to get back to. She'll be Just so everybody knows, plenty of time to get back for the big game in Vegas. Um, I, you know, if you're Usher doing the halftime show, are you feeling a little upstaged that Taylor Swift's going to be flying in? Well, I mean, Usher, she's going to be the biggest storyline out no, after Usher she, has been a producer, so he's been around stars. He doesn't need Usher could have kept performing at a high level. He usually, stepped back though, from it. the halftime performer is the jam. Remember out here in LA, they had like the throwback rap. It was unbelievable, awesome, and uh, I like Usher. He's so got my some wife stuff. was rooting for Detroit. She's from Michigan and Kansas City, and I said, "Oh, do you do you love uh, Taylor Swift?" She goes, "No, I think uh, I like Travis Kelsey." Any kind of hunky or something? Well, he must be. Did Travis you just Kelsey. say hunky? Well, I mean, I don't know what oh, you know. My God. wife was like, I, "I'm rooting for Travis Kelsey." Well, he's all over commercials. Yeah. Got a good personality. I, I, I thought I, it was a. She was a Swifty. I my my daughter's a Swifty, and um, they were like, "Dad, who are you rooting for?" And I was like, "Well, I bet the Ravens." They're like, "Ooh, not good." And they were kept asking me now, for scores. I, I, At one point, is, I said, "Stop asking." So, the Chiefs are in control. So uh, years ago, the Seahawks played the Patriots, and I'm from Seattle. Oh, that was good. and but I love New England, so I really did go into the game thinking, you know, it'd be nice if my hometown team won. But I didn't have a huge rooting interest. This I know John Lynch forever. I really love the Niners. I'm never going to doubt Andy Reid, and I think Brett Veach is. He, you never see him or hear from him. He's one of the smartest guys. He's a GM for the Chiefs. Tough offseason ahead. A lot of free agents. Well, but I mean, they have hit on a lot of defensive pieces. And Rasheed Rice does appear to be a one now. Yeah. So, um, I feel really lucky. Like, I feel like I'm going to go watch a game. I'm not going to bet it. Do I have to bet we it? Can, we can do prop bets. And, <laughs> okay. you know, I yeah, I don't really want to bet this, but... I think I'm sorry, but I'm pot committed to Brock Purdy, so I'm rooting. You have to go. Remember, you told me earlier this season when the Jets stunk, you should root for the 49ers. I was like, yeah. Do you remember that? So now I'm a 49ers fan. Um, so I'm rooting for them here. I'm sorry. We're going to be going head-to-head. Don't tell Nick. I know your boy Nick Wright's going to be all bent out of shape. <laughs> oh, he's going to go crazy today. I'm sure he'll have nuance and contextualize Oh, yeah. He will yeah. be very measured. He in won't be over the top or anything. 
Uh, J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Live Mark news. Sanchez stops by last hour, so the Chiefs were two-and-a-half-point underdogs. It's been bet down to one-and-a-half. So the wise guy money, the big money, isn't on Kansas City, but the Niners are still favored. Listen, we're going to get a good game. <laughs> that's all I know. We're going to get a good game. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. You know, as the host of the number one rated Polly and Tony Fusco show, we get tons and tons of fan mail every day. Piles of it. In fact, Tony, why don't you open up one of those letters right now and read what's inside? Yeah, listen to this. Dear Polly and Tony, your sports takes are the dumbest and most oh, terrible. Oh, wait, not that wait, one. Wait, what? Open this other one. Dear Polly and Tony, you suck more than anyone. No, not that wait, one. Wait. Try this one. Dear Polly and Tony, you guys are the absolute best. There you go. At coming up with the stupidest takes you know what, possible. Just you know what? Forget say. this. Just listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but 
you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's a win for fans and a win for football as the USFL and XFL merger is official. The United Football League will begin play March 30th with the USFL champion Birmingham Stallions taking on the XFL champ Arlington Renegades. The United Football League this spring on ABC, ESPN, Fox, and FS1. Spring just got stronger. March Madness, spring football, huge NFL free agency. Move into April, start of baseball, NFL draft, May. We take a week off. But we're all set. We're all set. So we're over this week, by the way, the next 10 days, you're going to see some coaching hires. Wouldn't be surprised if Ben Johnson doesn't land a job with the commanders over the next 24 hours. Could happen by the end of the show. So that's what you're going to get over the next couple of weeks. You're going to get some coaching hires. Then we'll move into a lot of talk about the Super Bowl. Then the Super Bowl, two or three days digesting that. Get a little break, but then we have NFL free agency. They moved it years ago. Now It's March now. So you get a few weeks. But by March, you got players moving. So I think the NFL smartly years ago decided there's a big open spot about a month after the NFL. There's some openings there. Spring football's here, NFL free agency, some college hoops. So, you know, we all know 24-10 lead, two-score lead by the Lions, third quarter. They could use a field goal here to make it a three-score game. That's what most people thought you should do. Now, they don't have a great kicker, but he's not bad either. So it would be, you know, it'd be, if I'm Dan Campbell, I could say, well, you know, I didn't trust our kicker, but you know the truth. This is what Dan Campbell does. Uh, he goes for it. They led the NFL 34% of the time they went for it on fourth. That led the NFL the most in a century. This is what they do. So on fourth and two, they went for it. Pass was a little offline. They don't get it. And Logan Ryan, a member of the Niners, I asked him about that coaching decision earlier. That's the wrong call. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't coach. Um, but I'm like, why would you do that? You know, because you can go up three scores, or if we stop you, the momentum is already shifting our way. And one thing I learned about these big comebacks is momentum. Every series, you got one team clock watching and worry about the lead you got another team going for it now they got momentum then a turnover then a score then a fourth down stop it just it's just it's momentum and it's a snowballing effect i think the field goal could have maybe took some momentum away you know it's interesting we don't look at campbell as a schematic wizard like shanahan or some like you know clock management uh guru that's not all coaches have strengths i mean mike tomlin is the ultimate alpha he's one of the great underdog coaches in the league vrabel's like that vrabel's all about his team backed into a corner plays hard well dan's an offensive guy tomlin vrabel not he's an offensive guy but dan knows what he is and he knows what he's not he hands the offense and the play calling to ben johnson a brilliant guy he's got an excellent defensive coordinator dan is a culture setter by the way, Jim Harbaugh, I've always felt, is not like the schematic wizard. Jim Harbaugh is a culture setter. I think he's better with analytics than Dan Campbell, but this is like this is who he is, and here's the coach after. You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back. 
I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. You know, it's hard because you know they didn't. We didn't come through. It wasn't able to to work out. But I just I don't. I don't, and I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Uh, yeah, I mean Dan Campbell doesn't back away from addressing it. Um, he's just a very emotional guy, and this is how he coaches. And I think Detroit's going to be fine. I do think losing Ben Johnson hurts. Uh, but they're not going anywhere. The, the roster's stacked. I mean, J-Mac, when you were watching that game in the first half, and we had said this last week, essentially the Lions are the Niners. They're the younger version. They have a great left tackle and a great weapon and a great tight end and a great edge rusher and a quarterback that can win games. Like, we kind of knew what they and an offensive coach. Um, I don't think they're going anywhere. Mm. And I think, but I do think there are stages to all this stuff. And they got to... Yeah. Going anywhere? Like... I don't know, Colin. It just feels like a very everything fell their way this season, right? Everything broke their like, way. Like what? Well, well even, even fell uh, their way. Well, they even got to host the playoff game because Dallas got ousted uh, by the Packers. They were, you know, they remember they Fair. lost the number two seed when That's they, right. they should have probably been there. You're right. Um, let's be real. Tampa, not a great team. Great story, not a great team. And they're going to lose Ben Johnson, as you said. Now, first place schedule. Jordan loves on the come up. Yeah. Caleb Williams likely going to the Bears. Yeah, we love Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota. Oh, he's great. No, it's fair. It's tough to get back. Remember, uh, Dan Marino is the classic example. Second year in the league. Super Bowl. Goes to the Super Bowl. I'm going to be back here every year. We know that never happened again. Yeah, I mean, there are years. That's why it's so impressive to see what New England did or Kansas City. So many things work against you. The line that I have used a lot when discussing quarterbacks, do you have an overcomer? You know, people say Daniel Jones. Well, the receiving core. Look at look at Mahomes receiving core. He's in the Super Bowl. They led the NFL in drops. But Daniel Jones received his right tackle. Look at the Chiefs offensive line. He didn't trust his tackles this year. Mahomes is the world's best overcomer. They've rebuilt the O-line twice with him. They're rebuilding the receiving core twice. Mm. So when you when you point and go, well, our guy. So what happened yesterday was that Brock Purdy appeared to be an overcomer, and I never thought of him in those terms. By the way, I think there's only about nine in the league, eight in the league. I've never thought of Brock Purdy as an overcomer. Um, and I thought yesterday, I'm like, okay, now this is, this is, he's done this a couple times now. And I also think it's important, Brock Purdy, somebody told me this years ago about Andrew Luck, and Andrew's more talented, but he said that Andrew, his best quality beyond being brilliant is a short memory is that Brock's had five of his eight quarters in the playoffs have been ugly. Well, He was completely outplayed by Jordan Love for 90% of that game. Completely he, he, outplayed. He did not adjust well in the and rain. And he was bad in Debo. the first half yesterday. It was and not good. He, listen, I thought the first half was about the Lions' run game versus the Niners. The Niners could not stop the run. They were getting like eight yards of carry. Fair. I mean... Overcoming is something that's impressive. Um, and there's not many guys that can do it. There's yeah. not. And now the pushback is, well, the Lions' defense stinks anyway. Of course Brock's got to win that. But, um, well, you know, the Lions need a corner. The Lions' defense, active linebackers. Well, they lost their one linebacker early, yeah. uh, but the guy who filled in for him had a nice interception. Yeah, on the I mean, I, I just, listen, there's about three teams in this league that have good corners. The Chiefs have the best. They're both young. But the Chiefs have really good. We thought the yeah. Jets had good corners. The way, they fell off this year. I'm sorry, this just came to me. Overcomer is Lamar Jackson an overcomer? 
It's worth the topic. <laughs> well, I mean, that was they, they trailed yesterday. That was the most they'd trailed in 31 games. And how did they react to it? Well, not great. Very poorly. It was not great. I will acknowledge that. Yeah. Mark Sanchez, hour three on a Monday next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories.